0: Time, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater.
1: You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. Just please
0: to bring you our fifi Feature presentation. <laughs>
1: What's up, everybody? You are tuned in, hopefully, or dialed in, or downloaded, or whatever it is that you're doing to listen to our show, The Drive-In Speaker Box. I'm Bo, your host, the Boom Operator.
0: I'm Slick Doggy, the Grip.
1: And uh, we're here. It's back. It's another Monday night. It's 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. If you guys don't know what's up. If you're not listening live, you can tune in over on our Facebook, our Twitch, or our YouTube uh, streams. We do this every Monday night, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, as you see on the bottom of your screen, or coming out of my mouth if you're listening to the podcast. And you can join in the chat. So we already got some people in the chat. We got Vince over on Twitch, McLean over on YouTube, along with Tyler over on YouTube. And something new this week I was thinking about setting up. I'm going to throw this in the chat right here. This is a link to a Discord server that I just set up. I was talking some streamer friends, and are like, you guys don't have a Discord, nerds, what do you, granddads, get a Discord, you know, and so... I uh, set this up. It's uh, There's nobody in it yet, but, you know, whatever. So uh, throughout the week, if there's something interesting that you guys see or, uh, you know, you want to say, hey, check out this movie or check out this link or check out this whatever, throw it over in our Discord. And uh, all of you guys that chat with each other in the stream chat live can now do this all the time. What? Science, technology, the future is now.
0: Um, chat rooms are the future, apparently. I, you know Is it's, that the point that we are now where everyone's like, dude, chat rooms. Have you ever seen it's a chat the room? Next
1: thing. Like it, it's weird when you think about like Zillennials, right? Or uh, y- which is the next, I guess the next millennials, and, and and how everything has become like this weird sort of cycle back where, you know, we we started with with uh, IRC chat like web
0: chat rooms and then and I've been trying to explain IRC to like two or three people in the last couple of weeks and everyone's like what is IRC I don't Inter- I've never heard of it internet like, really chat where were you
1: and then and in then the you internet. had instant messaging like you know uh, uh ICQ and AIM or it's like uh-oh and you know you got mail and all that fun stuff um, and 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 now you know we we, we, we we moved to uh, uh, other stuff and then video conferencing and then Zoom calls and then everything got so this and uh, nobody wants to answer the phone anymore so it was all text and now people are like oh well now now we need different stuff and now we're doing audio recordings and going back to phone calls and back to chat room. it's just, it's just weird it's weird and it never really left the 90s we're going back to ch- chat rooms so um yeah, as as McLean says on YouTube, that thing uh, you've got mail was about right. Yes, emails. Um, so yeah, um, the Discord, it's there. Yada yada yada. Uh, this week, not a lot of exciting things in the theater this week. I did not, unfortunately, get a chance to see where the crawdads sing. Uh, I assume it's oh yeah, that's what was out in a freshwater creek somewhere. Or maybe like a little Freshwater Creek like nightclub where all the crawdads get together and just like s- doing karaoke. Um, I mean, that sounds like How a pretty... that? F- That's going to be the next like DreamWorks movie where it's, you know, CGI animals doing people things, but it's just crawdads. Hey, thanks for the sub, Knox. Um, yeah, so I uh, didn't see any new movies in theaters, but I nope. did, did see The Sea Beast on Netflix. So going to be talking about that later in the show.
0: And I watched the first couple episodes of the new season of What We Do in the Shadows, which is based on a movie.
1: And we're going to be talking about that later in the show. Um oh yeah, Knox, 11 months. Uh, hey, nice. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh thank you for spreading the love of the Ryan Speaker Box. Um that's what we're doing all right so news is that time of the show uh the way we do this show if you guys are new and joining us is we talk about what's happening what's happened in the past seven days or six days since we've seen you and then uh what's coming out in theaters this week and then we talk about a new movie that we saw this past weekend and then we wrap it up with the box office roundup so uh let's talk about what happened this week uh velvet santa says can't wait for N- sandman on netflix neither can i i've made it through most of the audible audiobook i'm still on the second part um it's pretty good you know neil gaiman of course based off of the graphic novels of the same name uh i think it's going to be pretty solid and uh i'm looking forward to sandman as well
0: hmm.
1: got some news uh yeah some news well on us
0: Talking Netflix, let's keep going with that. Um, It was announced today that the Munsters movie, following its god awful trailer that was released earlier this week. That trailer, dude. uh, Last week, um, it will be a Netflix release. And Rob Zombie was very happy to announce that both Munsters and Adam's family will be together on air at the same time again via Netflix. That Um, trailer. the trailer was released can we talk about
1: can we talk about that trailer the monsters trailer Mm. you know i mean it seems like uh, paramount or whoever owns the rights they've been they've been like camping camping monsters like oh yeah we're gonna gonna monsters you and they did the monsters pinball a few years ago and you know it's just like oh the monsters like they've got this ace in their sleeve you know because adam's family's been getting popular again because they're cool and uh, has been handled well throughout the years and they have shopped so many different directors for this Munsters film, finally landing on uh, Rob Zombie and this trailer is awful.
0: Oh right? man, it's just the flattest it, lo- it looks like a like a high school short film. It does. It, you it know? feels like it and some of the dialogue and acting feel like it's the same caliber and, and-
1: the, the the people that come to its defense that are like quick to defend it are probably you know weird monster simp's that just sit around and like you know um, uh you know uh, you met uh, what's his little monster Eddie
0: yeah I met Eddie in Maryland. You, yeah
1: you know he comes to Arkansas quite a bit I met a guy that's like friends
0: with him and, and don't waste your time he he was he was awful he was kind of a jerk yeah but, Butch Patrick not a nice man turns out. Uh, I paid a lot of money. I paid too much money to meet the monsters, the surviving monsters, and they were incredibly rude. Uh, and um, mm-hmm. it, it was something, mm-hmm. we went to a pinball mm-hmm. fest, and uh, I was one of like 25, 35 people. It was very limited uh, that got pre-access. It was just them and a couple of, you know, like two or three dozen people that came by. You got a lithograph. The pinball guy signed it, and then the monsters, and you had the monsters sign it and they didn't want anything to do with it you're they like, didn't keep want to it be moving, there schmuck. Yeah. i was like this is the one time that you can be like hey cool that you're a fan whatever you know and i'm like can you make it out to me this is not for me to sell this is for me to have and keep because I'm like, That's i more grew up letters. with the monsters my whole life yeah i'm like you're gonna have to come give us another 50 bucks at our booth later idiot and i was like cool you're not Cool. And then anytime someone tried to talk to him, they just brushed him off. They wouldn't even look at him. Like the twenty-five or thirty-five people that paid way too many dollars to meet the monsters, they couldn't even just like muster up a little bit of like hey yeah we were in the monsters it's kind of rad well so.
1: so to 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 my point about the people that would be defending the monsters movie the, the this this the people that were happy to spend 200 or whatever bucks to go meet those guys I don't know, it was that much was uh, it that
0: much should i be more embarrassed about it than i am i don't remember I'm
1: pretty sure it was it was enough money that i looked at that and i was like nah b it wasn't I'm that good. much
0: but i did not get much out of it because the monsters were rude The lithograph's kind of cool, but then the mug they gave you was really cheap, and the name tag was... You only
1: got a mean mug. Um. That's so true. Yeah, but anyway, so those people were re- ret- ret- uh, rushing out to the internet and being like, "Well, you know, it's just kind of like the original show, which was kind of campy to start with." And I was like, "How about just film it in black and white and make mm-hmm. it look like the original show?" Because the, the whatever style that uh you know Rob Zombie was going for, of course, this is also his first not rated R horror movie that he's ever directed. So maybe we'll all figure out that Rob Zombie's not that great of a director uh, when he's not just copycatting things that he's. Seen before and wanting to emulate um you know uh looking at you halloween and um you know uh other other movies and just like throwing his wife in every movie and you know i like some of his horror films but this just is not a fit man this is
0: not a fit no it seems really bad and the story is like i guess it's a how lily met um Herman. herman and so is there even gonna be an eddie is there going to be a Marilyn, or is it just Grandpa Lily and, and Herman?
1: Yeah, it seems like it'd be easier for the script. You know, mm-hmm. it's just them going on awkward dates in real people world where they're like,
0: oh, look, a Frankenstein,
1: a Dracula lady. That's wacky. They're eating ice cream. And uh, and then, you know, Herman's head knocks a door jam out or something, and it's like, all right, a 100 times, and then that's the movie. But yeah. it's coming out on Netflix uh, September 22nd? Uh, they
0: didn't give it a date. Uh, last I saw it was uh, aimed for a September-October okay. release. Yeah, I knew, I knew it was going to uh, be this fall. Rob Zombie said, perfect for pumpkin carving weather or or something like that which Uh, spooky season's getting close yep but as a huge monsters fan i was very very disappointed which betrayed it's been building up to that with all of his posts so far and to actually see it clipped together and and, in motion and everything it looked pretty awful but if you still have interest in it it will be on netflix in a couple of months
1: you can you can check it out we'll watch it you know we will it's uh, you know especially for spooky season we're going to check it out so um yeah there's there's that uh other news um speaking of <coughs> of things that adult man children will spend too much money on um hasbro made an announcement this past week i don't know if you saw this they're uh they're going to be letting you create your likeness on an action figure so you can uh... the the their their trial run is going to be star wars uh... marvel cinematic universe uh... power rangers and ghostbusters you can uh... use this like uh... app technology to you know to, to scan your face and all your personal data so that everywhere you go you can get tracked from now until eternity um, and you no longer own your face, I'm sure there'll be some sort of terms and agreement that Hasbro makes you click, but you're like, yay, my face is going to be on a Ghostbuster? Zoinks! And then you're going to send it away, and then Hasbro is going to use your face in a deep fake of going like, I approve of these toys, and uh, you're like, wait, I'm in a commercial? What? Where's my money? And then they go, sucker, your money's in that $60 Ghostbuster action figure that you scan your face for, idiot. And uh, But it it looks like... Um, you know, uh, this is already getting a lot of internet press. It looks, I mean, they're keeping the price affordable. 60 bucks is what they're claiming these, these are going to start as, um, which is kind of interesting, but they're using like 3d printing technology, obviously to put your likeness, on, uh... one of uh... several different characters you can be iron man you can be spider-man you can be a mandalorian you could be a stormtrooper a ghostbuster the red ranger you know whatever you can be be any of those things uh... for for sixty dollars and uh... giving away your 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 face uh... for it forever so uh... I thought that was kind of interesting uh... because th- at first when i saw this i was like oh dude we should get little um... You know, you and me action figures and put them up here on the set. But then I was like, "Mm, I
0: don't know if I want Hasbro in my face. Were they able to make like. Long hair and stuff Probably. like
1: that. Probably. Well, I don't know. They've got they've got um there there are female examples on the the, the deal, um, that have like the Pink Ranger character mm. has long hair, and there is a female rookie, uh, Ghostbuster, and there is a black widow, and all of those have long hair. So maybe So does the Spoderman. Yes, the Spoderman does also have long hair. Mm. So uh you can you can check it out.
0: Uh, you know what else? Toy was announced. Uh, something where it doesn't have your face, uh, but might be just as much, if not more fun. Um, they announced that available tomorrow at San Diego Comic-Con and then later in the week at com, you can get the T-Rex eating the lawyer on the toilet from the first Jurassic Park action figure set. Fi- finally,
1: mm-hmm. the people have spoken, and we have gotten our wish a toy of the lawyer getting eaten on the toilet um, if that just doesn't just, just complete your your display at home I don't know what will
0: it's um, <laughs> like one of the most memorable scenes from the movie and you can you can get the t-rex out and you can do that thing it does like it's like a puppy or whatever it's like Yeah, and then just eats him.
1: You know, I mean, it just proves that anything and everything that can be marketed as a toy will be. If if they can sell it to you, they're gonna.
0: Well, uh, more toy opportunities coming in here. (coughs) Uh, Apparently, Paul White, a.k.a. um, The Big Show... Uh, or The Giant, uh, depending on which era of wrestling you've paid attention to, is trying to obtain the rights to Captain Insano, his character from The Waterboy, so that he can portray Captain Insano on AEW in real wrestling. Uh, And AEW, of course, has lots of action figures out there, so you could get his movie character as an action figure through AEW that he's going to actually wrestle as, potentially. So how about that?
1: I mean, it's just showing as you long the, as he has like the power r- of fantasy mm-hmm. manifesting into reality. Um yeah, it's it's a powerful thing, man. Um you know, I know I've referenced this book a lot on the show because it's just so relevant to conversations like this but the guy that wrote the brave little toaster um not exactly the most pc of human beings uh which is hilarious because he got famous for the brave little toaster but he wrote a book called uh the stuff our dreams or the dreams our stuff is made of and it's just about how you know science fiction affects science fact and things like that and it's like well if a bunch of us think it's cool enough somebody's going to turn it into real you know um but, yeah, wrestling, wrestling. Is yep. there a lot of problems happening in wrestling? I don't
0: know. I uh, thought I heard somebody. Stuff. Stuff. Yeah, Vince McMahon. I don't and, know. I haven't been paying attention to wrestling. I've, I've had too much going on in life. But you know what? They also uh, have announced another toy opportunity thing. I don't know how the first run went, but uh, Dune 2 has begun filming. It's about time yeah uh or well, dune second half mm. has begun filming, which is still wild to me because I thought in all the things we had read mm-hmm. and initially it was that it was all being filmed at one time, and they were releasing it just half at a time, but they stopped and they're filming it again, but more toys, more whatever, more waiting, that's the part that's not fun. um, so we'll see where that goes, and then things that have finished filming. Uh, they wrapped on the Blue Beetle movie. Probably but, plenty of toys to come from that. A
1: lot of toys to come to that, and uh, I, you know, I don't know how I feel about
0: it. I'm, yeah, I, I
1: like the Blue Beetle.
0: I don't like that they're starting with Jaime Reyes because when you start with Jaime Reyes, you don't get to have the history of, of Blue the Beetle
1: character of the yes, yeah, and I understand why they're starting with Jaime Reyes. Um, um, because there's boxes to be checked yeah. and uh, that's how corporations think they don't think about stories to be told they think about um, boxes to check and money to make and um, you know and that's a tragic thing because when you when you could be and we talk about this a lot like you being inclusive is important but using inclusion to make more money is is worse like there's something so just soullessly rotten Mm. about you know just doing it because you know it's going to make money and um and uh you know some of these these companies are doing it but also in young young justice i believe they they um took that storyline as well with, with Blue Beetle. It's been a while since I watched Young Justice. Yeah, but um, they
0: talk about like original Blue Beetle and stuff like that. Well, there like,
1: was a there was an, a couple of episodes where it was the the previous Blue Beetle leading into what happened to him and how yeah, uh, Reyes and they, took over.
0: They got the court industries and all that stuff set up. But how are you supposed to get your Blue Beetle uh, Booster Gold team up if you just go straight to Jaime Reyes? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um... I don't know. That's really it. Paul um, uh, Peter Dinklage is going to be in a Hunger Games prequel. That was a thing I guess. Hunger news. Games prequel. Yeah, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes.
1: More cash grabs like because we can't think of anything new. There's and and the crazy thing is there's so many good novels out there that you could choose from you know there's 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 a dime a dozen that uh, that basically
0: follow the same premise there's Uh, so many i don't know how many of them could be good just make thanks velvet santa a different one um i still want since the rock is black adam uh i want stone cold steve austin to be lobo he's not big enough what do you mean he's not big enough I mean, I just don't picture Steve Austin as, as Lobo. Well, I'm saying put a wig on him and everything and have him hop off the bike and flip everyone off. And he goes, oh, hell, yeah. And then he just starts being the Texas rattlesnake, but from space. He could be Lobo. I don't know if that would be my first casting choice, though. I mean, he I does
1: mean, have the oh, hell, yeah down. They already got
0: Jason Momoa as Aquaman. He would have been a good Lobo.
1: He would have been a really good Lobo. Mm-hmm. He would have been a better Lobo than Aquaman. That's true. Honestly. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Man,
1: mm, Lobo is a is a tough one, uh, and I'm really surprised we haven't seen a Lobo movie yet, just because of the nature of that character. Yeah. The after way this,
0: that, after Deadpool was a success, DC should have been like, "Hey, we got gotcha. you. Oh, we we got one here. Lobo. It is
1: uh, somewhat immortal, wisecracking bounty hunter man that runs around space." Being a badass.
0: Yeah, but maybe that's why they didn't do it. Because they're like, oh, you got a guy that can't die? We got a guy that can't die. You got a guy that says crazy things? We got a guy that says crazy things.
1: Would have been cool. You got a guy that has corpse paint? No, you don't. We do. (laughs) Um but anyway, um, other movies getting greenlit. This is not necessarily a theatrical movie, but, you know, just in getting close to spooky season, Netflix has greenlit more Fear Street movies, which if you guys uh, last year, uh, they kind of took took the fall by storm there was uh for three weeks we got treated to one fear street episode per week Uh, i mean there were feature-length films and there were you know it was a trilogy uh, which was pretty cool of course from um you know the same uh, it was a novel uh by Stephen. uh it was like a stephen king kid series books rl but rl stein you know rl stein he's the stephen king of kids goosebumps Um, And so this was like his teenage series. So Goosebumps was like for the kids. And then Fear Street was like, well, you know, these kids are in high school now, and I got to still sell them stuff. So uh, they were a little bit more adult.
0: Was it Goosebumps with naked people or something?
1: Well, they were all R-rated. And this is something that uh, – which was pretty interesting because R.L. Stein he uh, in an interview was really surprised cuz he's never really done R-rated stuff before i mean you know his books are like well, well somebody gets dead and this is the, these movies were like guts like falling out like the the chick that gets like bread slicered. oh god that was such a good scene she gets run through like the the bakery bread slicer and she comes out and like you know uh uh, play-doh noodles she's just and it's so good such a good scene um and rl stein was like man i'd never really done anything r-rated before and uh he he was like holy crap i've I just helped produce a slasher movie, and uh, they're gonna do they're gonna do some more Fear Street projects, and I'm okay with this because I thought those three were actually pretty good. I think the third one dragged a little bit, but the first two, the middle one, was actually really really good. So um, Fear Street, more of those coming to you. Probably not this year. Uh, it's a little bit late in the game. Uh, we're we're in this drought of movies and media that's about to happen and because a lot we're starting to run out of our stockpile of the things that we're finishing up in covid and production hell and like we're about to hit that period of when production hell happened you know people don't really realize how long it takes to make these movies i mean you know we just got Gun. We just got Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. And these were movies that were supposed to be out a long time ago. And, um, you know, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Hollywood plays catch up. Um, you know, I know that they're just going like gangbusters filming things now. But uh, this 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 rest of the summer is going to be pretty dry. So buckle up. Um, speaking of speaking of pretty dry. Um, there's not much coming out this weekend. Hmm. Um you know, there is a, oh, one other thing in the news segment I wanted to say is Beavis and Butthead are getting a series, uh, another new series, Paramount.
0: Now, last time they tried this, they only gave us like four or five episodes and then
1: quit. Well, here's the deal. Paramount, apparently, the um, the Beavis and Butthead do the universe w- was slightly more successful than uh, Paramount had anticipated, and they are re- re-releasing, I think, seasons four. Four through eleven is currently on Paramount Plus streaming, with the music videos. So the actual full episodes of Beavis and ButtHead are now there, which almost makes me want to get Paramount Plus just to watch these. Um, but they did release a trailer uh, just the other day about the new series coming out, and I'm sure it's just gonna there. It's probably gonna be a you know maybe a nine or ten episode short series one just to test the waters. But it's Beavis and Butthead, man, and you know, there is a place, people think that that style of humor is, um, you know, not going, or, or is like, oh, that's that's dumb, that's dumb. But you look at so many shows that are popular today, it's just different versions of Beavis and Butthead, it's just poops and farts and, you know, uh, wieners and butts and sex jokes and, 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 and instead of trying to sugarcoat it, Beavis and Butthead just go... F- go full on (laughs) you said full on (laughs) yeah (laughs) can you Butthead's butt head's good man who who's your favorite beavis or butthead
0: uh i don't know if you can have a favorite between them i mean they're both just kind of dumb idiots that are worthless people and that's kind of the point of it is that they're I'm a Team Beavis guy. Slackers. Yeah, I guess Beavis. Is, I mean, he's Cornholio.
1: He is Cornholio. And I love those Beavis moments where Beavis... Uh, yeah, as Vince says, Beavis is the thinking man's choice. Because <laughs> um, Beavis has those moments where he's like, uh, you know about that? I, I, I was thinking, uh, you know, maybe,
0: maybe, we, you know, and he just... That's true. And then he gets <laughs> smacked. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's like he tries so hard to maybe come out of this chrysalis of dumbassery and then Budhead is like uh shut up fart knocker and like smacks him and it's it's pretty good but anyway that's um that's on the horizon we can we can look forward to to that um okay well news is out of the way let's talk about movies that are coming out this weekend Again, not a lot of them. Um, We'll talk about the tiny ones that probably aren't coming to a theater near you, getting small releases. We've got a rated R film called Alone Together. It's uh, written and directed and starring Katie Holmes. Uh, Remember her? And uh, it's about two strangers embroidered in a bad relationship, and they both wind up in the same upstate New York Airbnb. And uh, a lot of Airbnb dramas coming out right now, mainly because probably a lot of this stuff was over the pandemic and they needed to be in isolated areas um especially when it's in new york but um and there's that horror movie coming out about airbnb what is it called barbarian that's coming out um because airbnb is the new weird weird thing of our world so um yeah that movie's coming out uh you can check it out probably nowhere Um, (laughs) until it hits streaming. Also, um, another sort of direct to either Indie Cinemas or um, eventually VOD uh, called uh, How to Please a Woman. And it is uh, from director-writer Renee Webster. Um, Again, uh, it's about her all-male house-cleaning business gets out of control. A mature woman must embrace her own sexuality if she is to make a new life for herself. Row And, um... Yep, there's that and we also have this actually does look interesting um this one is from director uh jonah mcleod it is a documentary um starring alan cumming and uh it's an interesting documentary it's about this this case in 1993 a 16 year old boy named brandon lee enrolled in this academy uh a secondary school in a really well do suburb in, in scotland and he apparently was this big con artist, and uh, they go through telling the story of what happened over the course of these two years, and the guy, Brandon Lee, refuses to be on camera. I guess whatever happened was so just crazy that uh, he he recorded all of his um, interviews, but Alan Cumming is um, acting and being lip-synced by the voice of Brandon Lee.
0: Kind of interesting concept,
1: which I thought was.
0: I hope this dude has like a real, like, strong, deep voice or something, and then you see Alan, Alan coming.
1: Um, with like a Sam Elliott voice, it's just very Scottish, like a Scottish
0: uh, Sam Elliott voice. Yeah. Oi! Um, <laughs> well,
1: what would what, what what would be a Sam Elliott Scottish? Can we can we can we can we? Uh, I got I gotta find my Sam Elliott. I gotta I gotta find the Mesa. And look for the tumbleweeds. And then you gotta... How do you how do you Scottish that?
0: Say laddie. We, or lass. Gonna
1: grab a pint, lass.
0: I, I can't... You can't. Those yeah. That's a hard blend. I don't know.
1: I'm gonna have to go home and work on that.
0: Someone does it somewhere.
1: Someone will do it before me and get famous uh, off of my idea. But anyway, the big movie that's coming out in theaters nationwide this weekend is the new film from Jordan Peele, which we've all seen too many trailers for, many of which have spoiled the movie and made me not want to
0: see it as much as I did Mm. previously. The new film, nope. Yeah, the newest trailers definitely give too much away.
1: Well, the original trailers I found very engaging, like a lot of um, you know Jordan Peele's previ- previous films. The 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 trailer for *Us* and *Get Out* those were, were left something of like what's happening here? What are what are we going to uncover as an audience? And and how can we experience this? strange weirdness with the characters because that's what makes a really good horror movie or a science fiction movie is you're taking that that air of discovery of of a journey with your viewer you know with the audience with the main character all in it together and that's what i thought this movie was going to be and then in the trailer it's just like here's a big dumbass 1950s flying saucer
0: and it's sucking up horses and now we understand what the fuck the, the whole thing's about is that they're trying to get money by capturing aliens on film because their ranch is broke.
1: And this this cloud is sitting there that's actually a spaceship because you see it in the in trailer. And uh, I'm not happy about this trailer, guys. Uh, I You know, I'm, I'm okay with a silly yeah. MacGuffin that is...
0: Knox points out the first mistake is watching trailers. We have to
1: yeah i mean
0: how else are we going to tell you what's coming out um and it's just also when you get to the movie what are you supposed to do like
1: yeah just yeah, hear no evil see no evil i guess you can it's not so bad to speak evil because you got a popcorn in your evil hole but um you know it's 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 uh, it's a little bit of a bummer um, because the whole marketing of this movie has completely shifted over the past two months. and um, I I don't know. I'm still gonna see it. I like Jordan Peel. I think he does good stuff. you know everybody keeps thinking that you know he's like, oh man, he's just the most amazing director on the planet dude. And I'm like, well, you know but, uh, they can't all be winners. you know, get out was good. Us was good. Still got a lot of, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that he could be responsible for that's not good. You know, you can't put somebody on a pedestal that hard. Look at what happened to Shyamalan. They can all fall from grace. So, uh, hopefully, Nope is not one of those things. I'm excited about it. Um, good cast. I think we were talking about uh, um, the the new trailer that has Michael Wincott in it. And uh, he's, he's, I bet he could do the Sam Elliott Scottish voice. Michael Winkai, he's he's a guy that always talks like this like he just gargled a whole glass full of broken glass and pebbles like he's just I don't know how he still has a larynx in his throat like it's, <laughs> this is the the most gruff of humans um and I kind of want to just go see it just to hear him talk because it's he, he he always plays a bad guy that's it's like how, it's, it's how he talks. Remember, he was the guy in the crow. It was like cooking the eyeball in the, in the weird skillet with the like Asian lady, and she's like, "Maybe if you eat this and we do cocaine and have sex, we'll get the we'll get Brandon Lee to come." And it was. Uh, have you ever seen the crow? It's awesome. Yeah,
0: only like twice, man.
1: Hey, you just stop whatever you're about to say after that because it's going to be wrong.
0: We've talked about it.
1: Yes, we have talked about how great that movie is. No, um,
0: it's just not a movie for me.
1: There you go, nice, nice, PC, oh. not confrontational. Like that's just not for me.
0: I mean, yeah, why watch it when you can watch Death Wish instead? Charles Bronson, bro. Are you
1: talking about? I was gonna say, are you talking about the Charles Bronson one or the one with um, uh, Bruce Willis?
0: No, the Charles Bronson one where someone watched it and they're like yes now what if he was like a dead guy instead golf and they're like yeah i like that i mean
1: yeah it's kind of cool it was so 90s ugh it's so good but anyway get out director uh jordan peele with his new movie nope hitting theaters this weekend we will be talking about that or i will be talking about that this week are you gonna go see it you're not gonna go no, see it No,
0: i don't want to watch that it's not scary though yeah
1: are you just afraid it might be a little scary no Yes, I can. I can feel it in your voice. I can, you're just
0: like, uh, no, I'm not worried about that. Uh-huh. Just, you're afraid you might get a little spooked. No, it just looks dumb. Well, see, that's what scared
1: people say. They're like, I ain't going into that haunted house, dude. It looks dumb. It's probably <laughs> dumb, you know? And you're like, I'll give you 50 bucks to go in there. Pff, I mean, I don't even need 50 bucks. 50 <laughs> bucks is dumb, too. Like, I mean, I'd go in there, but, uh, you know, I got to go I do this other really cool thing that's probably scarier than that anyway, dude.
0: Maybe I do. <laughs> Maybe I have haunted houses to go into or whatever, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Turns out. Ladies
1: and gentlemen... Jake is too afraid to see Nope with me this week. No. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Vince says Jake sounds like me when people want uh to get on a roller coaster.
0: Yeah. Roller coasters are dumb too. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean I could, but I got like this bruise on my shoulder. Do you remember how me. much
0: convincing it took for you to get me on a roller coaster last time we were at a theme park? And I hate roller coasters. Yeah. And I still I'm like we're here dog that's because I had a traumatizing experience on the Texas Giant at Six Flags and what happened the thing was too tight and I was a little kid and I couldn't breathe and the whole time I couldn't breathe and it was pressed on my ribs and I was in pain and I couldn't breathe and as soon as we got to the end of the ride they undid it and I was like (gasps) and I was like I'm never doing roller coasters again but used to I'd be I was crazy about them didn't sound like there was much of a used to be because you were a kid yeah
1: I had a traumatic experience on a roller coaster. I grew up not liking roller coasters either. And I uh, I had uh, this this traumatic clairvoyance moment where I was like screaming. I was like, it's going to break. We're going to die. I don't want to get on this roller coaster. It was the runaway mine car in, in Disney World. And... Um, and I was just like, "No, and I'm crying." I'm like, "No, my grandmother's calling me a pussy," and like all this <laughs> kind of stuff. And she's like, "Now nah, we're going." And I was like, "No, no, I, we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna die." And she's like, "No, they wouldn't let people on this if it would break." And I was like, "I know it. I feel it. It's gonna break, and we're gonna die." And then we get on the we get on the train. We're going to you know, there's like the runaway mine car you know with disney coasters you go through like a series of like well look here's a spooky cave and get you in the mind of going on this roller coaster and and immersion in the coaster and then of course you go around the corner it's like click 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 going up like the super you know you're about to do the drop and it's like click 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 we're almost there click 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 and it shuts down and we're stuck, we're trapped at the top of this peak and I just looked at my grandmother like,
0: I told you!
1: And I'm just like a child, a baby child, and, and it, was, it was the other people on the on the, the thing were like oh my god, this kid was right, because they heard me screaming this whole time too. And, it's like
0: Final Destination, everyone's like, good of the coaster.
1: Yeah, and so we had to be evacuated from like the steepest part of the drop of this coaster, and you know, they, they you know, uh, Disney Imagineers or whatever the fuck they are called, they came up there and you know, got us out of the deal and walked us down the super death narrow steps off of the, the...
0: handrail that's like... Yeah,
1: and uh, and so, yeah, I was tra- traumatized for a while from roller coasters, but I have since defeated that fear. Yeah,
0: but then try being my size, and every time you go on something like Fire in the Hole, your head gets shaved by the roof because you're just too tall, and then you read those stories about like people having their heads and legs ripped off, or someone had their head ripped off, and someone with their leg dangling kicked that person's head, and it broke their leg because they were moving so fast, and they just like... Karate kicked this dude's head on accident like they were Pele. And everyone's like, this is awful. Yikes.
1: Yeah, forget that. Well... Things are safer now. Uh, I'll stick
0: what, with the with the Disney ride at Disney World where it's like, ride the movies. And it's like at the Chinese theater. You're just in a projector screen. Yeah. Well, you're in like the little coaster that moves like two miles an hour and it has Ripley and she's like, let's get these aliens. And then one comes and it's like, and breeze on your face. You're like, oh, this is so much fun.
1: And it's a little water squirts out. Mm-hmm. It's like,
0: ah, oh, immersion. Yeah. Um, That's a good time. I don't know if they still have that though. Oh, bummer.
1: Uh, Vince said over on Twitch, he did that once on a plane. And this couple said maybe the kid knows something, and then started to freak out. I mean, yeah, you know. I mean, clairvoyance is a thing. There's toilets. You could have looked out the the window and be like, "There's a gremlin on the wing."
0: Yeah, or just like calmly turn to your parent and be like, "We should get off the plane, mommy," and then like turn back. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. They're probably getting in a lot of trouble now. Actually, you would probably have like yeah, a, you'd be
1: what what uh, air um, marshal just like some sort of. Uh, inciting a riot or, or terrorism or who knows everybody's nobody has a sense of humor anymore when it comes to creating a public panic come on jokes um anyway so all right well that is what's coming out in theaters this week um i don't know how we got so sidetracked but let's talk about the sea beast Cause that's a movie that I watched this weekend, and we only have about twenty minutes left of the show, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through this one. This movie just came out um, very recently, July eighth. Uh, it's on Netflix, so it's only about ten days old. Um, This movie is animated. It's, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be from the same studio that brought us How to Train Your Dragon because this movie is How to Train Your Sea Monster, Uh, except it's not. It's from director Chris Williams. Chris Williams, of course, a very successful um, uh, animator with Walt Disney Animation Studios, but he left them in 2018, has been with Netflix ever since. Uh, This guy brought us, you know... um, he was a story artist as early as Mulan, you know, and he uh, he directed uh, Big Hero 6, and uh, he's, he's worked on a whole lot of different things, but um, I this... think
0: whenever he walks into the room, he goes, now everyone, I know you're probably familiar with me, but let's get down to business, and everyone's like, eh. Hey. <laughs>
1: uh, but he was also the co-director and writer uh, of um, Moana as well, so that kind of put him on the map. But uh, with the Sea Beast, he comes in as director, writer, and producer. And this is for Netflix, uh, an exclusive. And this film, um, you know, kind of takes one part of that. Um, uh, kinda, I can't remember what studio did it. I don't I don't think it was like a, but it was that, um, oh, uh, it was like a stop motion animation movie called Pirates. Uh, I really liked it I, because I didn't bring any notes. I don't have the director's name uh, off the top of my head, but it's good. It was like one part that meets uh, one part how to train your dragon, and um, the sum of those two parts, honestly, isn't bad. This movie um, was a little bit more intense than i thought it was going to be it is still rated pg it is definitely fun for the whole family um but there is pirates drinking booze and getting drunk and people getting killed and uh you know i like seeing that in pg movies because i feel like children need to understand that there is consequence in the world you know and and you know something that 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 miyazaki taught us all through his masterworks with uh, uh you know studio ghibli is When kids understand consequence, they learn the lessons and they learn, you know, movies can be educational and they can be transformative and magical. Um, I wouldn't say that this movie is any of those things, but it is really good. And there are moments in this in this uh, film that that are heartwarming, but also, you know, um, a little bit string pulling where, you know, you see consequence based on the decisions that some of these characters make. And uh, it's got a great voice cast where a good voice cast. Where you're not necessarily going voiced by famous people playing. Famous versions of animated things that kind of look like these people that you already know. I mean, you had Carl Urban playing um, the the kind of the co-lead. You had uh, Jared Harris, wow, as Captain Crow. I would have never picked him out of a lineup, but did just an amazing job. And um, the, uh, a kind of an up-and-comer, uh, Zaris Angel Hater, playing the voice of Maisie, the other co-lead. Uh, uh, she's a very young uh, actress, uh, and just, just doing a really, really great job. Um creating these characters and uh casting people that can voice these characters and telling a fun story now i will say the story very very much uh follows how to train your dragon it's like there's a group of people that go out and hunt sea monsters because this they can't have them and they're bad
0: instead of super scottish um like uh Gerard Butler and uh Craig Ferguson and How to Train Your Dragon, they just have super Kiwi like Carl Urban and stuff like that. Instead. Yes. Yeah, oh.
1: doing pirate voices. And, kiwi uh, pirate? and and uh, you know, just being like, Horror, ye shouldn't have cut ye lines, and you know, uh the, the I mean it's the <coughs> the writing's actually pretty good and you know, I'm sucker for a good pirate shanty. It reminded me of when we were playing Sea of Thieves really hard last summer. Um and uh, it, it, it's just a fun, a fun movie. But anyway, the plot is they're hunting sea monsters and these two people kind of get stranded on an island. They're all hunting this one, like the Red Banger or whatever his name was. He had a weird, weird name. And uh, the Red Banger. the Red Banger, it was something. Oh, Red Buster. That's what it was. I was close. And. You know, of course, this little girl, you know, falls overboard. She's a stowaway, blah, 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 tail as old as time. And then she's like, well, maybe we shouldn't hurt these animals because they're not so bad.
0: Tail as old as time, song <laughs> as old as rhyme. The girl that fell overboard. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> little stowaway girl.
1: Um, but, yeah, she's just like, well, I'll be friends with the animals. And the other guy's like, no, they're monsters. And they're like, I don't trust them, but I'm big and gruff. And, and I'll slowly warm up like your stepdad who doesn't want that cat and uh, and then there's like this like sort of you know familial group of two outcasts and this sea monster And now we got to prove to the world that sea monsters aren't bad and they're just misunderstood and um, and it kind of works it's it was a it was a silly little watch and Hmm. maybe it's just because I like pirate stuff and boats and the ocean I hate. I actually hate the ocean. I love the ocean. I love looking at the ocean, but I hate sand. Uh, so it's just kind of like a curse. Yeah,
0: Anakin but, Skywalker over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Plus, the water, no matter what, will find a way to hit you in the face. Always, no matter what. Yeah,
1: and the salt. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh,
0: last time I was at the ocean, all my friends wanted to go out in the water where it was too far away, and I was like, "Dude, there's sharks!" And they're like, "There's no sharks. My feet can touch." And I was like ain't you ever seen shark week? Yeah. And then, uh, my and I brought. walked up to the, uh, the dock and we were on the dock there and there's these dudes who had like an eight foot shark that they had reeled in on the dock. And I was like, mm-hmm. yep. Forget the ocean.
1: Yeah. The oceans, the ocean's crazy, man. It'll, it'll get really, really weird. Al says, uh, mad gods, another cool recent animated movie on the streaming sh- service shutter. Yes. I've been bookmarking that one. Um, uh, that movie I have been waiting for, for years it's been in production for almost 20 years um and i'm watching it tomorrow i've actually made a i've, I've cut out of time I've Got a friend coming over we're gonna watch we're gonna watch mad god it's gonna be i'm excited about it uh some of my friends at work i've recommended it to them they've already watched it and they're like oh it's so good so i'll be talking about that um in in a future episode actually crap i just realized i'm not gonna be here next week uh-oh I'm not gonna be are you gonna come up here do you know how to, can you find somebody to operate all these buttons and you just get the Jake
0: Solo show <laughs> write me out a step by step thing um, Vince pointed out that I still need to watch Downton Abbey so maybe since there's no movies I'll just get started on Downton Abbey finally and I'll
1: but maybe, maybe we might have to, to move, move the show to another day this week. I don't know. But uh, I'm going to be uh, – I've got a, a, a cocktail conference. I'm going down to New Orleans next oh. week for uh, Tales of the Cocktail. So any of you viewers out there that are in New Orleans, uh, you know, let me know. In the Discord, which I can throw another link to our Discord, which we have now, a boom in the chat. Um, yeah, and uh, I'll be down in New Orleans for that week, actually. I'll be getting there Monday – and uh, we'll be heading out uh, Saturday morning. So a lot of cocktail learning and a lot of networking and and fun times.
0: You're going to be walking around uh, downtown with with the hurricane? Yeah, those- I'm going to be
1: like standing outside Ann Rice's house <laughs> being like, why did you never make any better movies? And uh, just getting real sad about, you know, um, no good sequels to... Interview with a Vampire. As I was about
0: say, you can walk around and see all the all the spots from that movie.
1: That's right. Yeah, and all the statues that'll look at me at night because
0: yeah, you can the creatures. Like, oh, there's where Tom Cruise did that thing. There's where Brad Pitt did that. That's thing. Where he ate that rat.
1: Yeah, we got afraid of sunlight and uh, anyway so yeah I won't be here next week but uh, we'll, we'll figure something out and um, definitely going to be watching Mad God tomorrow but before we wrap the show up we got to tell you what happened at the box office it's box office roundup
0: time I wish we had like a fun
1: like giddy up rodeo noise
0: uh we also both watch what we do in the shadows it's just the first two episodes of the new season they're set up uh nothing's really happened yet but uh the gang gets back together in the first episode they kind of just throw them back together you see uh it takes place a year after the end of the last season and you have weird baby colin robinson so there you go there's not much to talk about really not much going
1: on in, in the first two episodes but we'll uh we'll uh We'll cover it more. Uh, But, yes, okay, time for the box office roundup. What we do each week is we give you the top ten movies in America, how they've been performing, because uh, green lights and sequels are always based on box office numbers, and if you're uh, dirty douchebags like the Russo brothers that think that theatrical releases aren't important anymore just because you're speaking from your ivory tower of privilege to get to do Marvel movies and own every streaming services like Blank checks, uh, you know, eat a dick, Rousseau's. Uh, <laughs> number 10, uh, we start with number 10 and we work our way to number one and tell you what
0: it made. These are domestic numbers only. Take it away, Jay. All right, number 10, dropping to number 10 from seven, big drop, uh, $1.4 million uh, this week, Lightyear. Uh, that brings Lightyear's total to $115.6 million. probably not what Disney was wanting to see from it uh, in its fifth week. Uh so don't expect any more Buzz Lightyear stuff anytime soon from Disney unless they're trying to do a salvage job. Uh but good luck there. Uh opening at number nine. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Uh just shy of a two million dollar take. Uh so that's gonna be its full uh box office, It's not bad for Under a, a thousand. Yeah, it's in under a thousand theaters. Um average intake was two thousand a screen, so you know, for something I've never heard of, uh, not so bad. Uh, number eight, uh, also dropping three spots, Jurassic World Dominion. Uh,
1: it, it doesn't necessarily have much of a Dominion, unfortunately. Yeah, but it
0: did bring in mm-hmm. $5.1 million, um, still in uh, 2,600 theaters in its sixth week, uh, bringing its total up to $360 million. So, <clears throat> not bad. Uh, it's, you know, it's made some money. I think I read that it was the second highest grossing movie of the year so far or something like that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's still out there, but whatever. Uh, seven, uh, dropping one spot, the black phone. Mm -hmm. It brought in a little bit more than Jurassic world at 5.3 million. And for a relatively small budget horror movie, like, come on, man. I mean, Making the money. Not bad. It's only been out four weeks, uh, bringing in a total of $72 million. Probably made money, yeah, being a horror movie. Um, $72 million is not bad for most horror it's films. It's pretty
1: dang good, actually.
0: Uh, opening at number six, Paws of Fury, The Legend of Hank.
1: Yep. Uh not enough yeah. to dethrone the minions. I mean, this Paramount putting this out, you know, it's CGI that's, animals doing
0: people things,
1: looking like Kung Fu Panda.
0: Nickelodeon one? Yep. The samurai thing. Yep. With all of the famous people. Yep. Well, it only brought in six point three million in its opening week. Number six opening. That's not good. Yeah. So is
1: this not gonna go higher?
0: Well, I mean, you don't know. Some Ooh. of those kids' movies. Ooh. We'll I, just, see. I mean, if
1: Top Gun he, leaves theaters this week, which I don't think it's going to, just because, I mean, you've got movies that'll stick around for 10 and 11 weeks, I think Top Gun's going to stay for probably 11 weeks.
0: Yeah, but the kids' movies have a tendency to fluctuate. We've seen them climb before. But next week it has to compete with the DC Heroes Pets film.
1: Yes, that's right. Not this weekend, but the next weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. next
0: week. So, uh, And that has Keanu Reeves as Superman and Dwayne Johnson as... Uh, super dog. Crypto, crypto, the super dog. Uh, you have Ace, the Bat Hound, and all sorts of stuff in there. Could be a fun movie. Um, number five, dropping one spot, Elvis. Uh, it brought in $8 million this week, uh, still in 3,300 theaters, in its fourth week uh, of release, $106.6 million uh, taken in for that. I don't know what their budget was there. Uh, but I, I've not heard anything bad about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so it's good so far. Nothing but positive reviews. Yeah, if you want to go back a couple episodes, I talk about it. Yeah. Uh, without knowing the budget, I don't know if they're happy about it or not. But for a biopic like that, that was delayed and had its problems.
1: Had a lot of problems. If you read sure interviews it's... with Boz Lerman. He wanted to walk away from the project a handful of times, but yeah. it ended up coming back.
0: And it'll probably have success on TV and streaming and stuff. Once it, yeah, once it, it hits gets streaming. more people, especially like older people who were like oh yeah hell yeah you know um i'm okay with his problematic fame (laughs) yeah uh coming in at number four also dropping a single spot top gun maverick still bringing in over 12 million dollars eighth week eighth week out it's 618 million dollars just in the u.s absolutely killing it uh, it's a good ass movie. I liked it. I thought it was cool. You should watch it. Uh, opening at number three, where them crawdads sang, uh-huh. uh, bringing in just over 17 million. Uh, it's in only 3,600 theaters. So not, yeah. uh, not a still, full wide. Yeah. About a thousand theaters short. Honestly, more
1: theaters than I was expecting this movie to be in. So, um, yeah. So
0: yeah, there it is. Uh, just opened up over 17 million. Uh, number two, hanging in the number two spot, Minions, Rise of Gru brought in almost $27 million. It's a bunch of money. It's a lot of money, despite the fact that it's being removed from theaters. And it's people, getting banned. Uh, and people aren't allowed to wear their gentleman th- suits. I think the
1: fact suits. that it's become so controversial is why it's still getting a lot of staying power. So,
0: Well, in it's third week, only it's third week for a kid's movie. $263 million.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, you guys, <coughs> it's making so much. We're going to see Minions movies until we're dead. Like, they will be making Minions movies for the end of time. I mean, th- with the with the way that this one's making money, it's crazy. Well, you
0: know what? Uh, talking about that, just before we get to the number one, it was in the news too. Sylvester Stallone commented on one of the producers of the Rocky films book that came out. It's like a 93 year old man and he talks about how he's uh, a successful person and all his success and things like that. And Stallone's like, yeah, from me. And they denied Stallone ownership of anything Rocky. Uh, so he's never credited as a producer. They will to allow him to be a producer. They've allowed him on Creed, but not on any of the Rockies. So he owns no part of Rocky, even though he was the writer, screenwriter, director, or uh, he directed some of them and and actor. Like he did everything (coughs) himself. And they're like, "Uh, no ownership for you. And he's like, hey, screw this, dude.
1: Hey, screw this.
0: But what he was saying is without those producers in his way, they would have made at least two other Rocky movies uh, after five. Uh, b- prior to Balboa and the Creed movies, I don't know
1: if that's necessary. But
0: uh, well, I mean, they would have um, maybe they would have skipped five, and they would have all stayed good.
1: Had been a spinoff about the robot.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what we really want in <laughs> Polly, just the Polly <laughs> show. Uh, but uh, number one movie uh, hanging in at number one in its second week, Thor: oh. Love and Thunder brought in forty six point six million dollars this week, bringing its full total to two thirty three point nine. That's a big number. But Disney's not happy about
1: it. Not happy at all. They're mad at you. <laughs> They're mainly mad at you, audience. They're so unhappy that you didn't just empty your wallets for weeks after weeks of giving them a billion dollars instantly. Because this movie dropped 67%.
0: That Yeah, nearly 70% uh, <laughs> drop on that film.
1: From its opening week. And Disney's not <laughs> used to that. Disney doesn't like it when you don't give them all your money. And so they're like, well, if we're not going to make a billion dollars every five seconds, is it worth our time? And I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, you put it in comparison, Top Gun, that's been out for eight weeks. Within this last week, only had a twenty one percent drop. So people are still like, yeah, I'll go watch Top Gun, or people are like, I'll watch Top Gun again. You know, something. But Thor, Love and Thunder, everyone's like, I read about it. I don't think so. Well,
1: um, and, and Velvet Santa over on Twitch says, I'll just wait to watch it on my cousin's Disney Plus account. And I think that, you know, um, and mark my words here because I haven't been wrong yet about anything to do with how streaming has evolved and how, you know, not owning our content has, has affected the way we view content um companies like Disney like once they get us on the Disney plus thing <coughs> and then the more they try to sell us with comments like the Russo brothers had about like ah who needs theaters anymore and they start buying you into this idea of convenience um that's when they're going to turn the tables on you and go well now we own not only the means of production but the way you view it and when and how and through our our terms the 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 this this content so if you really want to see thor love and thunder well then you're gonna to have to have a disney plus subscription and you're gonna to have to pay a premium fee and you're gonna to have to see it when and when we want and then we might just take it off whenever we feel like it and then we're gonna bring it back from the disney vault make you pay for it all over again and um you know because disney doesn't get all that money some of it goes to theaters i mean they don't they get the the lion's share for sure but uh you know if they can just shove it out to a streaming service and cut their losses and get all of that revenue from um, membership subscribing fees, then they're going to try and cut the theaters out. Because Disney, what what a lot of people don't realize is Disney and Amazon and Netflix, once upon a time, were trying to open up their own theaters just so they could have – exclusive theatrical rights to the movies they made and that's where a lot of these big you know back in the 1930s and 40s when movie theaters were opening up big that's how it worked like warner brothers you'd go to a warner brothers uh excuse me theater or an mgm theater to see MGM movies, and uh, there was big a, a big famous law um, uh, ruling that was like, "Hey, you can't do that. You know, that's that's gonna be problem. That's gonna cause some problems down the road." And then they made sure they couldn't do that. But now, now in the world of the internet, the internet. These companies are trying to recreate that problem that was so beneficial from them but actually ended up screwing all of us uh, without us knowing it. They're trying to recreate that online, and um, it's dangerous, and it may seem convenient now, but that's how they get you. Talking
0: about dangerous online, it was in the news today, not movie-related, but possibly could be. Net neutrality is on the table for going through government stuff. Again, pay attention to that because uh, you want to pay attention to that.
1: It's important stuff. So on that note, on important stuff, um, if you want to keep up with us, check us out on our Discord. It's just the drive-in speaker box. Link is there in the chat. Uh, I might link it on our YouTube and whatever once I kind of start doing that more. Um, and uh, forgive me if it's not an instant chat. I got to get Jake. I got to talk him into downloading it. And uh, Yeah,
0: I've tried Discord before, and it's I, I don't. I, man, I don't. But I'm you're going to. Yeah, I'm gonna.
1: Yeah, he's gonna, so he can. Well, talk. It's like
0: PC gamers are like they're like the whole breed of. Everybody people. does Discord
1: now, not just
0: gamers. There's
1: all sorts of people that do it, hmm. and other popular podcasts do it, so we need to do it too. Damn it. Okay. Um. But yeah, it also depends on the server. If it's all just these it just cool looks people, like a
0: mess that's thrown up there, and I'm like,
1: it's kind of like our show. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's thrown back there. Uh, but anyway, thanks for tuning in. We're gonna scoot. We're gonna upload this stuff, and we will see you guys. Um, I'm not sure if we're gonna see you next week. If we do, it's not gonna be on Monday because I've got I'm gonna be on a plane. But um, if anything, we're gonna be talking about Nope pretty soon and uh, other things. Maybe Downton Abbey. He'll, maybe he'll he'll get around to watching it. So as always, I am Bo the Boom Operator,
0: Slick Doggy the Grip,
1: and we will see you guys next week. Bye bye. Folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.